Hello, I hope everybody is doing well out there. Welcome back to the CFL Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the 2020 CrossFit Games. Will they still happen? And also, I answer a question that was written in about the future of CrossFit health. Where will that be going and will it still continue when Eric Rosa takes over? As always, guys, thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy today's episode. So for today's episode, we're just going to roll in with a quick update in the world of CrossFit. It's July 10th on a Friday as of recording this, so we're still waiting for that acquisition to be completed, which is scheduled to be done at the end of the month, and Eric Rosa will be owner of CrossFit.com, I mean CrossFit Inc., also CrossFit.com, <laughs> but it's actually CrossFit Inc. Uh, he will be owner of CrossFit Inc. So what we're seeing a lot of the talk come out of now is kind of like what's going to happen with the CrossFit Games. It again got pushed out saying that the earliest it would be is like September 14th or something like that, but basically the second week of September, which is getting it closer and closer into that fall, um, October, November time period, which currently is when the Open uh, was supposed to restart in October, but something tells me that it'll probably get pushed back, and we'll see the Open go back to that uh, February, the last week of February, and then through the month of March. I think that's where we're going to end up seeing the Open go back to. I also think that there will probably not be a 2020 CrossFit Games. Uh, If they do pull it off, it might be something similar to what Rogue had, had done, which was actually pretty cool. But um, in all in all, I think uh, as it stands right now, things could always change in the future. But as it stands right now, I don't actually see that event um, being able to take place in Aromas. Uh, but I hope I'm wrong because I would love nothing more than to see a um, 2020 CrossFit game season, especially everything that the CrossFit community has been through. And then um, especially just with not having any access to any live sports all over the world. Uh, but especially, you know, getting together and seeing some of those elite athletes perform and having some awesome coverage of that uh, being live streamed would be really cool to have. But unfortunately, I don't uh, I don't think it's there. And I am a I am a big fan of the uh, CrossFit Games. Actually, Grace and I used to go every single we went four years when it was down in um, Los Angeles. And then when they moved it to Madison, we hadn't been since they moved it to Madison. But um, I'm a huge fan of it, so I personally hope that they're able to pull this off. Now, today's episode, uh, oh, also too, there's, it looks like, and I, I'm not actually educated on this, I just kind of saw it as a headline thing, it looks like they're forming some sort of athletes like union or athletes association or something, so that way there's a like governed body that kind of represents all of the athletes, which I think is another uh, great step forward, and something like that that helps protect the athletes. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm going to get more educated on it. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but I, I think it's, I think it's a good move for the athletes and I think it's a good move to move everything forward. So once I get some details on that, I'll bring it to you guys. But today we are going to answer a question. This question was actually written, um, in March 11th is when it was, uh, submitted to me, <laughs> submitted sounds super official. March 11th, boy, you guys remember that? That was like before we all went into uh shutdown there and the, um, the whole world came to a halt or at least in the United States. Okay, so yeah, I'll go through this uh, question here. I thought it was great, and it touches on a couple of uh, points that I also wanted to get in and discuss. So first I'll read the question, and I'm going to digress here for a second. It's funny because I listened to the Andy Stump podcast I had before he unveiled CrossFit JAMA, but um, 
he does a thing called like a full auto Friday for some of you guys that aren't familiar where he goes through and answers questions on Friday. I don't get enough questions to do that every Friday, but I was thinking and like laughing to myself that this could be called like a uh, semi auto Friday. <laughs> it's not as not a lot of questions or maybe a, a single bolt action Friday. <laughs> okay. I digress. All right. Back to the question. So, um, here's the question and it was written in by Jay. Uh, great podcast. Glad to hear you take your profession seriously and want to improve it and share it with others. Your personal touches in the podcast make them very real. Thanks. Thank you, Jay. Question for you. You've mentioned doctors, health, and fitness being involved and combined in the future of CrossFit. Where do you see CrossFit moving or has it settled into the role that you think it should have for the foreseeable future? Jay. Um, so first off, Jay, thank you very much for your question. And I think this is a great question, especially now, because in, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to answer it in um, you know totality because the future of which way Eric Rosa is going to kind of take CrossFit is uh, still unknown at this point. So I'm just going to kind of give um, my perspective with the information that I have currently right now on June 10th, I mean, July 10th, excuse me, um, and we'll adjust it as we find out more. So that being said, um, what is the role that CrossFit should or the direction that it should move in as far as combining with uh, doctors and getting more involved with healthcare? Well, I think the first step, at least as far as for my gym, is to hopefully start to build relationships with the local physicians, with the local family doctors that are in your area. Because as we know, one of the biggest uh, issues in health is obesity and chronic disease, which all comes back to the lifestyle choices, right? What we eat and how we move our bodies or just moving our bodies in general. We know that sedentary uh, lifestyle is a big contributor to the chronic disease. So first building relationships with the doctor so that that way when people come into the doctor's office and they are told they need a lifestyle change, they have a trusted professional. The doctors have a trusted professional to send that patient to. Now, hopefully the communication back and forth with the doctors and such is that you guys are communicating between dietary changes because if your particular that patient is on a particular medication and you're altering the diet and things like that, that communication needs to be able to flow freely so that way it's uh, the most effective for the patient and we're not doing any harm unintentionally to that patient. So I would like to see it moving more in that direction. I would like to see the physical therapist also building their relationships with the local CrossFits in the same way that you would uh, reach out and kind of build the relationships with the local physicians, reaching out and building relationships with the local physical therapists. Um, because what happens is a lot of people rehab back from injury or from a surgery or whatever the case may be. Um, where they need to see the physical therapist. And then once that is kind of run its course, you again need a trusted professional to send that patient to, to where they can continue to build functional movement, continue to kind of rehab, strengthen whatever they were doing and uh, stay on the path towards moving healthy. Because once that physical therapy stops and they don't have that accountability of going to see the person that's going to force them to do the exercises that they don't want to do, but they know are good for them, um, they tend to stop. And then you'll quickly see those things uh, just fall back apart and the injury reoccur or the pain continue or whatever the case may be. So getting those two, um, building those relationships between those doctors and those physical therapists uh, matter across the board in all sorts of it because you're kind of sending then to your specialists, right? So the CrossFitters would be the, or the CrossFit coach or the CrossFit box would be the generalist when there's nothing really going on, but we just kind of need that accountability 
uh, for lifestyle choice, diet, and exercise, the CrossFit coach is there. If there is something more necessary in the medical field, the physician is there. If there is some sort of injury or something that we need to rehab from or an imbalance that will later cause an injury, the physical therapist is there. So combining all of uh, those three things under the same roof is kind of my ultimate goal. I envision eventually having a gym that was kind of built up from the ground up with the purpose of having physicians, physical therapists um, in a gym all in one setting, but using the CrossFit methodology because that somewhat exists. But you know what? I'm not going to say, hey, let me go over and I'm going to throw Stanford under the bus here a little bit. I'm going to go over to my gym, Lifestyle RX, where it's just a bunch of machines out that don't actually do anything. There's personal trainers you could go see, but it doesn't include that community feeling with the group class. So being able to get that involved. And then also to get the damn vending machines out of there. Nobody needs to be selling sodas under the same roof that sells health and fitness. If you're selling health and fitness and you got vending machines that sell cookies and candies and sodas, or you're uh, serving a bunch of food that is a bunch of processed sugary dehydrate, um, excuse me, dehydrated, I was going to say dehydrated, but processed refined carbohydrates, uh, come on. It's just, you're, it's like being a rehab and then having a, you know, a bar in the back, like, Hey, welcome to AA, grab a drink on your way out. It, it's completely backwards is the way I see it. So within the CrossFit box, it would be a health center. Again, I'm kind of going over it here, but just repeat it with the physicians um, in the physical therapist all under the same roof. Now, that's not to say that some of the uh, machines that you would see in a typical global gym don't have some sort of um, you know limited value in terms of like rehabbing a particular muscle set back or something of that nature. So I envision having a smaller room where the physical therapist would be able to have access to those traditional kind of machines you would see in a globo gym. And then I see in the larger portion being dedicated to the group class because it's all about that accountability. It's all about having a community of like-minded individuals that are working out, that are eating healthy, um, that allow you to continue it for a long period of time. I also see registered dietitians uh, being a large part of this as well. Um, and again, all under the same roof, it makes it pretty easy when when we have the dietitian, the physician uh, in there as well. So people that are making really big lifestyle changes that are hoping to be able to come off this uh, medications, are hoping to lose 100 or more pounds, um, that communication could flow freely between the person who, the doctor, who is kind of monitoring all those things, the registered dietitian that is also monitoring them, but then prescribing certain foods and things to eat. Um, so that's kind of the the vision that I see or I hope CrossFit is moving towards. That's what I'm working towards. This is obviously a very long-term goal here, 10-plus years, um, to be able to make something like that happen. But that's what I kind of see. I, I, I feel like, you know, when you go in and I see it's club sport but over here, but I think it also got purchased by a Bay Club a couple years back. But anyhow, you go in, there's just super fancy gyms, right? They have like you know, that nice pro shop that sells all the stuff in front. You have, you know, the big basketball court, these like luxury locker rooms, uh, things like that. I envision not necessarily all that kind of like foo-foo stuff in there, but mostly a, a feel like that. And let's call it the front of the house. Like when you walk in where the doctor's offices would be, um, where you would have conference rooms, different things like that. Uh, in a front desk kind of area. But then when you went into the gym where it's group uh, classes where you're going to be doing your CrossFit, it's got that kind of um, 
old school CrossFit feel to it. When you come in there, you know it's going to be hard work. It's weights. It's a rubber flooring. It's a metal squat rack. Uh, there's nothing too fancy um, inside of that because it's just dedicated to around hard work and you don't really need all the fancy stuff. Uh, but then, you know, it'd be nice to have a, a nice, you know, locker room with some showers and what have you. So I think there's a good balance between finding the two and then also bringing all those healthcare professionals underneath the same roof, I think can make a really large impact on a, uh, on a community. Um, so it's something that I hope to do here eventually in Livermore. Now, as far as CrossFit altogether, like the whole entire organization, um, I'm unsure. I, I'm really curious to hear what Eric Rosa has to say about that. I wonder what's going to happen with like the CrossFit health where they used to have the DDC with the doctors are coming in and stuff. I've seen, um, Karen Thompson, who's the, um, executive director of CrossFit Health. I've seen her, and by the way, one of the nicest ladies you'll, if you have the pleasure of meeting her, she's one of the nicest ladies you'll ever meet. But um, I see her doing some of these conference calls and different things like that with uh, with some of these doctors, and they just kind of started this CrossFit like health that you could um, buy into and go and listen to those lectures. A couple of those lectures I have recorded on here. Um, by the way, those recordings are just my microphone while CrossFit YouTube is playing the lecture. So you guys could go check this out on, on CrossFit's YouTube as well. I don't have any special access to it or anything. Um, but anyhow, I, I'm curious as to what he's going to do with that CrossFit health side. I hope the DDC stays, but I hope that they that uh, Eric really showcases what they're doing in there and really puts a lot of um, you know traction to get that out to the public because I think it's so important. And I think post this pandemic, in, in the months to come, um, as things start to calm down a little bit, hopefully they calm down a little bit, but as things start to calm down a little bit, I think health is going to be really on the forefront of people's minds. And the only way you can kind of combat against something uh, like this is by eating the right things and exercising. If, you ha- if you're healthy to begin with, if you have a really strong and healthy immune system and you're, and you're eating all the right things and you're working out all the time, your chance of survival or fighting this, uh, you know, something like the coronavirus off is really high and your chances of not even catching it um, to begin with or being able to really to shake it off quickly is really high. So to give your give yourself the best chance to fight against some of those things is going to be through exercise and diet. And with the fall of like 24 hour fitness, we've seen um, claim bankruptcy, which doesn't mean a a whole ton. It's not like they're like going to disappear and go away, but we did see them out here in the Bay Area um, close like 103 uh, locations down or something like that. So you'll start to see a lot of those gyms kind of fall in as we slowly get back to, you know, regular interactions with businesses and um, with our communities and stuff. It's going to be hard for 24-hour fitness or those like models where it's basically you're just coming in to rent the equipment, uh, to use the equipment, it's all the machines there. It's going to be tough for that business model to sustain because, number one, people aren't going to be super comfortable coming back into it because, like, you know, how are you cleaning everything? One of the advantages was I could show up whenever I want, blah, 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 and a lot of that is going to go away because if they have hour slots and they got to clean in between and you got to register ahead of time and all these things, a lot of those appeal that 24-hour fitness had is kind of going away. Um, so yeah, so you're going to lose some people to that. You're going to lose some, uh, some people that are just kind of over it in the first place. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what how the fitness industry shifts. Uh, another thing that'll be interesting is like, 
all the other boutique style gyms like Orange Theory and like, um, let's see, the F45 and stuff like that, where they had a lot of people in a small room. And I, I think I had talked about this before in another podcast. It's going to be tough for those businesses to survive too, because if they have commercial spaces, like, you know, they're inside shopping centers, those, uh, to, to rent that's really expensive. And you got to get a lot of people in one class in order to pay for that. Um, so for, for that retail space, so you could essentially pay that same space and get yourself something like a warehouse kind of set up, uh, like, like, you know, most CrossFit gyms are in, like how CrossFit Livermore is in and you get, you know, three times the space, which then allows for you to open up, uh, bigger class sizes with still keeping all the protocols in place as far as COVID is. So it's kind of set up. Um, where it doesn't really shift the business model of most CrossFit gyms that are operating out of warehouses. Uh, for everything else in the fitness industry, this is like a big, a big shakeup. And now that we're a couple months into it, we know that you know Zoom and those other things that novelty wears off quick, and uh, it, it's tough to stay around unless you're doing some sort of um, personal accountability or some sort of nutrition thing where you're checking it once a week or something. You know, just the group Zoom classes, at least in our experience, um, you know, after a couple weeks. That, that uh, what should I say, attendance kind of fades or the enthusiasm for it kind of fades. Um, so anyhow, I digress. I got into a big tangent. But basically, I think that it's primed for CrossFit to really come in and make a big impact in uh, not only the fitness industry, but also the healthcare industry in total. So I hope Eric keeps the CrossFit health uh, piece of it. I hope that he tends to expand that and really show that off to the world. Um, but only time will tell. So we'll have to see. But uh, Jay, thank you very much for uh, writing in and asking the question. If you guys have any more uh, questions, please feel free to reach out um, at, on Instagram or on just on whatever podcast platform you're doing. Jay actually just left that in as part of the reviews in the comment section. She just left that question in there. So if you guys want to do that, that's a great way to do it as well, too. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. If, in fact, you are listening to it on a Friday and having a great weekend. If not, we'll catch you guys on the next one. I appreciate it. Have a great day.